Hi, and welcome to Picard Cast. As always, it's me, Brooke, with the best co hostess with the mostess, Rebecca. Hello, Brooke. Yeah. I can't believe we're at the. I know. Oh my gosh. Like, how is, how is the season already over? But also. I how, <laughs> how did we have so many episodes that had a lot of stuff in it and so many episodes that were just sort of not a lot of stuff? Anyway, we'll get to all it that. It was a real, it was a real interesting mix of episodes this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also a real interesting mix, uh, mix of episodes this year. Uh, instead of starting off with our buddy Joe Prime from Vintage Geeks, uh, he is doing the finale with us today. Welcome, Joe. What's up? How are you? <laughs> good, good. We're in Bizarro World. Yeah. Joe's going last. What's up? I know. <laughs> I know. It's been, it's been a crazy, I mean, this, whatever, eight or nine weeks. Has passed, so I'm glad I can oh, yeah. be on the, the finale. I got to bookend something, so yeah. Oh, well, you know, it 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 would not be a Picard cast uh, season without Joe Prime. I mm-hmm. mean, let's just say that because I mean, you know, it's Star Trek, it's Joe Prime. We got to have you on. Well, oh, there's so much. We got so much Star Trek now. It's so amazing. Oh my god, <laughs> Strange New Worlds just just Strange premiered. Strange New this Worlds, game. man. And uh, start, and then Picard. Between watching Picard and Strange New Worlds, I had I had all the emotions this week did, over Star Trek. Did you did you stay hydrated enough? Because I mean, I would be afraid that you might get dehydrated from like all the like crying. <laughs> I, I was drinking water. I was hydrating. I was taking breaks. I mean, I was and doing you also saw yoga. the Multiverse of Madness this week too. So you just were all like all out of sorts. So much nerdiness this week. I just, I need to like, I need to go lay down for an hour and just <laughs> let it all sink in. <laughs> Everyone, after this, she's just going to go and lay down and think about all the geekiness she's experienced in the last 48 oh, yeah. hours. 100%. I mean, it's a lot. I, I don't think I've felt this much since like watching Endgame, uh, to be honest with you, Endgame was just such an, uh, an emotional movie, mm-hmm. seeing it in the in the theater and all that. And then and then this week has just been like kind of the same between all the all the three things that we that came out in the in the nerd universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Endgame. We're here to talk about the finale of Picard season two. And... Oh, I watched the wrong thing then. Sorry. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but Joe, I yes. want to know what you've thought about the season this season and compared to last season, I guess. So, so last season I, I, I enjoyed it on first watch when I was able to watch it a second time, literally all the way through. I, I liked it a whole lot better. I, for me, it seems like this show for me, at least it, the week to week takes away from it. I would rather see it in one shot. Like I, I just started rewatching it over. I'm like, Holy shit. Episode one was was really good episode two is so far so because there's a lot especially now when we're going to talk about you know the the finale you go back to episode one and all the foreshadowing and things that you don't particularly catch you know unless you write notes down and on everything uh, you know talking about uh, second chances and and you know what's holding you back and all these other things that really it, it makes it a better show 
if you, for me, when I watch it through a second time, kind of in one shot. So, and I, like, it, I, it made me go back to, you know, watching Next Generation episodes of Q. Um, the, it just watch what was it, the Deja Q, the one where he lost his, his powers and he was on, on the Enterprise. And it's just, sounds so good. I, I love it. I just, I love the character. And like you guys said in weeks past, just, he, he sounds the same, got the same, you know, timber in his voice and everything. And it doesn't sound like any time has gone by in the last 30 years for him. So, um, and I, it's, we'll, we'll talk about this episode, but it's, okay. I, I, I do, I do like it, but I, I, I know I will really like it the second time because everything will kind of flow together better for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, like I liked last season a lot and then I rewatched them together and I liked it even more. And I feel like this season I will like more once it's all together and I can binge it. Right. Because towards the end for me, I got to where I'm like, I need to watch this show. It's not that I don't enjoy it, but like having to watch it to do this started to feel like a chore towards the end. And I think it was just because there were a couple sort of fillery episodes, but then I watch it yeah. and I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, they did. It, there was some weird pacing and some things they, you know, they did in kind of the the latter half of the season. I don't know whether they were trying to extend it out to 10 episodes. You know, would this have been better as an eight episode, you know, season? I'll never, I never really want less of anything, but yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying because it, it, uh, you know, it had, you know, at the very beginning, you have all this alternate dimension, you know, a lot of ton of member berry kind of stuff, maybe too many things. I know, you know, you like, Rebecca, you talk, you know, the guy on the bus and things like that and try and make sense of it. And you finally say, you just fuck it. It was cool to see the guy kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, and then they tried to, you know, in the finale here, you know, they kind of not retcon some of the stuff from, you know, why did this happen in episode one? You know, the, like the guy and stuff. So that's, you know, a little bit of that. But like I said, I'll never, I'll never complain about having more tracks. So. True. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, let's get into this. So, as we said, this is Picard Season 2 finale. It's Episode 10, and from what I could find, it was called Farewell. I didn't even notice if it showed it on the episode because so much happened in this episode. I just boggled my mind. Um, <laughs> uh, as always, we have Patrick Stewart as <laughs> Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got um, Allison Pill as uh, Agnes Gerardi slash Dr. Borg um, Santiago Cabrera as Cristobal Rios Sol Rodriguez as Dr. Ramirez Dr. Teresa Ramirez actually um, Jerry Ryan as Seven of Nine Michelle Hurd as Rafi Musiker uh, Eva, Evan Evagoria as Elnor Spoilers. Um, John Delancey as Q. More spoilers. Brent Spiner as Adam Soong. Isa Briones as Corey Soong. And Orla Brady as Talon slash not Laris. And then I also forgot to add the other spoiler. Uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg as uh, Guinan, of course. Uh, so, uh, this very short synopsis I 
just grabbed from somewhere. It says, Picard and crew are racing to save the future of humanity, but it might require some sacrifice. It should be ended with dun-dun-dun. <laughs> like, that can be used for so many movies and shows. <laughs> right? To save the future of humanity, but it might require sacrifice. Do you think? Like- I hate because sometimes, sometimes I'll go and the synopsis will be really long, and I don't want that, and I don't want to write my own. And sometimes they're really short. I'm like, I'd rather just go with the short one. <laughs> so we begin. We've got, you know, them trying to figure things out. We've got Picard and not Laris. They're like trying to figure out this whole thing that that uh, Doctor Borg was saying that her comment about. There has to be two Renees, one that lives, one that dies. You know, so how's that going to happen? I don't know. Um, so Seven and Rafi and Rios go to Soong's place and they, they try to, to to stop him. You know, they're like, we know he's going to try to do something. Um, not Laris and... Picard transport to the site of Renee's launch, and um, he sees this look in her eye that is not Laris, not Renee. They haven't seen Renee yet, uh, and he knows that she's planning to like sacrifice herself because they're trying to figure out how there can be two Renees. And I personally, I was like, she's gonna, she's. She's going to sacrifice herself. Like, as, as soon as it starts out with them talking about this, the two two Renees, I was like, mm-hmm, that's what's going to happen. And did you, do you <laughs> is, is that something that you all just totally, fi- you know, figured out? Or <laughs> I, I think so. It was, I, I didn't know what, what, how or what was going to happen, or how they were going to do it. But, yeah, I was like, this She's going to obviously sacrifice herself. It's kind of been – there's some things in the show that – and we'll talk later that, like, I knew were kind of going to happen, uh, you know, with, with Rios and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, they, I mean, it wasn't the best writing when it comes to that. But, like I said, I, I'm – you know, I, when we were – this whole sequence, I'm like, the, she would already been on the space – on the rocket. Like, it's not even an hour to the launch. And she's in a room somewhere. They would be on the rocket for hours. Like you wouldn't be able to get to her. It's just—it's yeah. amazing how easily you can get to these people. And they're going on this major mission. And so maybe like, two right, years from now, they—they don't do that. Maybe. <laughs> but I was like, I'm a—I'm a space nut. I've been a space nut since I was a kid. I'm like, they're on that rocket hours ahead of time. Mm-hmm. There's, you know. And how, how do you go to quarantine and then well, I'm going to take you out of quarantine before and you can meet all these people right before you go on the rocket? It doesn't make any sense. But I'm like, forget it, Joe. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> I know. I know. So so much of this season has been, to quote the uh, the phrase that one of our guests have used, is is uh, whistling past the graveyard. I mean, this is absolutely <laughs> that was great. That wasn't was so it, great. though? I, I just feel like I'm going to use that phrase so much. Um, th- this whole season for me, for me, so much of it was just, just keep on whistling past that graveyard, Rebecca. When I saw like not Laris just walk around inside the complex, I'm like, wow, she just got in really easily. Like right. she just waltzed in. I, I, why was I, Renee the I first? Just... Why was Renee the mm-hmm. first person to be like, who are you? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, she, <laughs> she was funny. The first it, one to question her. She, she throws on the uniform. It was kind of like in Star Trek Four when they just throw on the doctor's things. They could just go anywhere. <laughs> you throw on the you throw on the robe, right? And you put the stethoscope around your neck. You can just go anywhere. Oh no yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can just walk in anywhere. <laughs> like, excuse me, this man has got upper abdominal distension. You know, <laughs> out of the way, out of the way. What does he have? Cramps. Oh yeah, I, I actually just rewatched Star Trek Four pretty recently because of so many references to it. Um, Picard made me want to revisit it, and uh, th- I, that movie is such a romp. I, I love that film, and I love the whole scene in the in, in the hospital. It's just great. Bones oh, the, is great. The, the, everything um, about it, everything about it, the, every the Shatner's yes. lines, like I, to me, like. I love when they're in the room when he's like, doctors, doctors, such unprofessional behavior. Into that little room. You know? yes. <laughs> I I absolutely love um, how disgusted Bones is with medicine at the time, <laughs> right? What is this, the Dark Ages? <laughs> Dealing with medievalism here. Like he's just, what, what year are they supposed to be in? Like their actual 80, year? 80, that 84. In, in, okay. Yeah, 1984. Like when he when he comes upon the older lady who's on the bed and yeah. and she's like and he, he's like what's wrong with you and she's like kidney dialysis dialysis this is the dark dealing with medievalism he gives her a pill and a little package that you take this and call me if you have any problems <laughs> and then he's I, and then they're in the ele- he's in the elevator and he's you know and the other doctors are in there and they're, you know, the other two doctors are like. Just, you know, they're inside baseball stuff, you know, it's a serious yeah, yeah. matter, but they're at treating it like it's not. And then, and then as, you know, their, you know, bone starts, you know, jabbing at them and yeah. <laughs> Shatner's just bad day, you know, he's just, yeah. you know, bad day, bad let's go. Day. God, I, I'm Mr. Forrest Kelly. Oh my gosh. What a great, uh, what a great character is Leonard McCoy. Just, uh, yeah, but with the, this is not a Star Trek 4 podcast. I, I apologize. <laughs> to I took us down the. Listen. Uh, I Wales. haven't even seen it. <laughs> oh, Sorry, no. guys. I haven't seen that. Um, but with uh, all of the things that you pointed out in this season of Picard, it might as well be. <laughs> I I know. I mean, you you kind of have seen a lot of it um, by just by this episode of of the season of Picard, I should say. But uh, yeah, it's it's just. Um, it's such a romp of a movie. I absolutely love it. It's so all, all the characters are just firing on all cylinders. It's just so so good. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Okay. I mean, one day I will watch it. I mean, I've only seen a couple, you know, of of the Star Trek movies and like the mm-hmm. uh, Next Generation people. Really, it's the only ones I've really seen. Um, and most of Wrath of Khan. I don't know if I've ever. I know I haven't seen it all the way through at one time, but I have seen parts of it, so I need to. Go well, they're they're reshowing it in the theater in September yes. for the anniversary, oh. which I will be going to, of course. So okay. I mean, it's worth. Um, it's. I think it's worth seeing on the. I've seen it on the big screen a couple times through nice. Fathom events. Um, so it's absolutely worth seeing on the big screen if, if you can. They're doing nice. something. They're doing. I have a. I have a. I have a reminder for that, and they're doing Smokey and the Bandit. I think they're reshowing motion picture in the theater too. The one that's on, on Paramount plus right now, the, the oh. director's edition. Okay. They're, they're reshowing that one in, in the theater as well. 
Nice, nice. All right. So, as Joe pointed out about not Laris putting on this flight suit and kind of walking around, bef- right before that, whenever he, whenever Picard is like, I, you don't need to do this, and she's just like, uh, I don't need saving. I never have. And I was like, you go, girl. <laughs> that was a great line. Um, but yeah, she, she goes, she puts on this flight suit. She sneaks in. She goes to Renee. She pretends, I guess she's pretending to be like one of the escorts or something. And Renee's like, you're not Maya. I think that's what her name was. I can't remember something like that. Right? Does mm-hmm. remember? I think so. Um, yeah, and then she's just like, um, I need to tell you I've been watching you your entire life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and to prove it, not Laris is like, when your mother died, you put a, a, a tiny shuttle in her coffin, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. It's like her casket <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, she still seems sort of skeptical, but, you know, we all know what's really going to happen. They just want to try to throw us off, but come on. Come on, Star Trek Picard. <laughs> You're really not very good at, like, red herrings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially if you've seen as much TV as we have. <laughs> I And as much Star Trek as we have. It's like, okay, we, we all know what's going to happen here. <laughs> <laughs> so while they're going to find Renee, um, we have Seven and Rafi and Rios showing up at Soong's lab and they find out that he's not there, but just a recording of his voice. And then they're like contacting Picard and Picard's like, well, he's here. That's why he's not there. Um, and he has a, uh, uh, like a drone army, basically. Like he's going to like try to get, uh, try to kill Renee, and then if that doesn't work, he's gonna set off all of his drones to destroy the rocket ship, basically. Um, so you know, our team kind of panics a little, and but Rafi's like, hey, um, you know what? Get me some tools. Get me some scissors. Get me some pliers. Whatever you can find, I'm gonna fix this. And you know, in uh, in TV trope fashion, you know, it seems like it's right at the very last minute when she's actually gets things taken care of. Then this was this scene was like, oh, we need to find something for three people to do. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it to me, it just was totally. It was just. Yeah, it was just one of those exactly TV trope scenes, and you know, I how a drone, like how you the drone you control can crash into two other drones and not be destroyed, but it can until it destroys a third drone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was it's, a very convenient unexploding drone, and <laughs> you know, thank you drone for doing your job. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 very much like in, and I know Joe, you you've brought this up before. It's very much in like you know when somebody is like, I'm gonna hack into this database, and it's like click 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 yes. click, click, I'm in. Okay, yeah. I I don't think that's how hacking works, but it's how yeah. hacking works <laughs> in TV and movies. <laughs> right? Can here. you can you you know make 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 the license plate clear? Hold on a second. There you go. I like that. It's from like six miles away. You yeah. know. I would have preferred 
that here, right? Like, where it just would have been like, Raffi's like, snip, snip, snip. Okay, it's down. But then it's like the whole thing where it's like, oh, no, now they're going. And then Rios is like, oh, wait, I can tap into here. I can fly them. And then the whole bit. Oh, and then they have to tell you, he staggered the launch. So, we, you know what I mean? So he can't stop them or it's harder to stop them. It's it's just telling the audience stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, so. It, but again, need need them to do something for three minutes, and that's yeah. the scene that they made. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, hmm. whatever. <sighs> so <laughs> I like that I didn't spell the word destroy. I spelled it dusty. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. So we're back at the launch. Uh, Soon, Weasels weasels his way in. To, like, the astronauts-only area, like, basically, oh, does my, does my monetary contribution not mean anything to you? Can't I have five minutes of time? And I'm like, they use so, everybody, it's like, so many things they use that as, like, well, didn't I give you enough money to have five minutes of time to talk to so-and-so? But honestly, that probably is how our world works. If we were I, 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 oh, rich enough much. to know that, I found that to be the most realistic thing. In this, <laughs> in this, of like, didn't my money buy me five minutes? Of, yeah, that right. tracks. I feel like that's absolutely how it works in the real world. Yes. <laughs> it just—it just sort of feels weird, I think, to me because it's like the science fiction show. Anyway. It's like, no, this is not supposed to be real. Why do you have these, like, sanctuary (laughs) districts and everything? Like, it wasn't that real in the 90s when they did it on (laughs) Deep Space Nine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) so, yeah, you know, he's just walking around in the astronaut-only area after he, like, tells that woman from the board or whatever that she's disrespectful oh my god he was like you're terrible i'm you right here i just (laughs) i'm leaving you right here it's like yeah just because he i mean it's not like he can take his money back no he wouldn't give more money later but he's not going to take his money back if she tells him no (laughs) oh anyway so he is coming up to Renee's dressing room, and she comes out, and he's like, oh, hey, you know, how you doing? Let's go. Let's... And she's, you know, oh, she's nervous, and this crazy lady was following her and all this stuff, and he, like, grabs her hand to go off because, you know, oh, he's going to uh, save her kind of thing, and turns out he has this film on his hand that has this neurotoxin on it, and, of course, it's fatal, and it poisons her and she falls to her knees and you know and I, I don't know how he didn't just like grow a mustache so then he could tw- twirl it twirl right it. in <laughs> yeah. but I was expecting that to happen I know right was he getting tired of the train tracks next <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yes um <laughs> Anyway, um, sorry, I'm just thinking of Snidely Whiplash. Um, sorry. Um, (laughs) so, you know, she kind of gets over to where Picard, like, she gets herself to where Picard is. She calls out for Picard, and it's like, 
she's still Renee, and then she falls down, and he holds her, and then she, like, peels off her face, like, Avenger-style, and it's not Laris. Oh, big surprise! Was there enough sarcasm in that? Yes. Because I just wrote, she's revealed to be not Laris. Duh. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I, I... I want the scene, so I want the deleted scene that, so while this is going on, in the two minutes, actual Renee ran all the way to the rocket, got her <laughs> helmet on, got all the way up, got buckled in, is out of breath, they're like, what's the matter? Oh, nothing. Let's go. Launch. <laughs> I lost my contact. I found it. It's fine. <laughs> I, mean, you, you, I mean, first of all, the rocket is, what, 25 stories tall. Mm-hmm. I mean, you... Forget it. I'm not going to talk about this that. Is this is NASA. They have fast elevators. And fast it's, elevators. It's like when you Very go to the top elevators. of the Empire State Building, okay? <laughs> <laughs> She's lucky she didn't get on the elevator that the person, you know, like in Elf, where he hits all the elevator buttons, you know? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, I love the idea that there are just... That, that it will stop at every, like... Every, like, whatever it is, like, 10 or 12 feet, like, however far apart, I don't know how far apart, the levels 15 are, feet yeah. or whatever, floors are, I, like, even when there's not anything, and not even, like, scaffolding to walk out on. <laughs> hilarious. No, it, 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 I mean, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's definitely, like, real life unrealistic, but it's, it's TV, and we get yeah. it, they, you know, they, this is what they do, and. Um, I mean, it was, I mean, we, we all knew our heroes were going to do it because, you know, that's, we, we knew they were going to pull it off, but it was, it was fun to watch. That's for sure. It was fun to watch. Fair. It's fair. It's also <laughs> fun to make fun of it. So it's, it's yes. fine too. <laughs> yes. We make fun because we love it. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. We do say that just about every episode. So that's yeah. fine. Um, so yeah, um, and not Laris's dying breath. She encourages uh, Picard to forgive himself for his mother's death, um, because don't forget there was very um, what I can't think of what a, serious tones with the all the depression, anxiety, and like suicide before this, before these antics of running around in flight suits and all. Um, don't forget that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, she's just like, just forgive yourself. <laughs> and then die. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so, we see Soong, you know, back home in his office or whatever, watching TV, although it's a computer. Anyway, Everybody, you still call it TV, even though it's streaming. I don't know. New words are not made because people can't handle it. I guess I don't know. Um, so he's like watching TV and he sees like the launch, and he's angrily watching it. And it's funny. It's like he's I, <laughs> like he's back at his place. Like uh, there's all like all of his stuff is messed up. Where did everybody else go? Like. I mean, it's not like, because they can transport. 
So did he actually drive that car he was driving back home? Or did he transport there? Because all of his stuff, you know, his stuff would be messed up because they just, like, tore up all of his (laughs) drone things. I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. He angrily is watching this broadcast, and they're like, and we're going to go now to Rene Picard, who is our head astronaut. Uh, And it's like they never go, like, not ever when it's, like, launching or right after. Like, it's like they let him get into space, and then you see them floating around. Like, that's when they do, like, interviews. Yeah. It it would just all be footage of them you know, walking to yes. the to to the rocket or to the right. to the shuttle Ru- or uh, running running to or get r- running in, in Renee's case to the shuttle, and then it would be like, and here we see the astronauts making their way to the shuttle. Like it, it would be <laughs> that, you know. We we know we know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and like you know, they talk to her on this broadcast, and I don't even remember what she says, but it was something very cheesy, but it wasn't boldly go where no one has gone before and i wish i'd rather it have been that but i think it was something about mankind or something i don't remember mm-hmm. it, how how cool would it have been if uh if she said make it so like that oh, would have been oh man I, I, oh. I i'm not gonna lie i would have been like oh, now i'm mad <laughs> why aren't you writing this show i don't know yeah kiva goldsman uh, Alex Kurtzman, why don't you hire me as a writer? I have no experience, but I just really love Star Trek. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's I mean, great. That should be a good requisite, just loving Star Trek. Yeah, I just really love Star Trek. Would you let me write an episode, please? Thank you very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, Soong is angry, and then he starts to get even more angry um, because his computer starts deleting all of his files, and he's like... What the fuck? You know. And turns out it's Corey who, like, calls him up on her, like, virtual glasses or whatever. And she's like, I'm making a new future for us both. And, <laughs> you know, that's what she was doing by deleting his files because then they don't, people don't know that she's, like, a clone and they don't know that he was breaking the law. I don't know. <laughs> Is she a clone? Well- I don't know what he would. Gen- yeah, I mean, also too like engineered. I don't know. Yeah, yeah all genetic, like, all his genetic research and yeah, yeah, he can't now build on it, like because mm. apparently he didn't have any like paper backup files. Oh, um, oh, but wait, he had, Rebecca, he had other files on paper, but not uh, everything's digital except except he had one he thing. had uh, a file folder in his in his desk that I guess he was thinking, uh, well, I don't need to digitize this. Or maybe he did digitize it, and then he just threw it in the desk because he's like, I'll never use this. And he pulls it out, and dun-dun-dun, Project Con. <laughs> yeah. And you know it's serious because it has the ominous dashed red border around oh, right, it. Oh, yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> but really, but really this, they missed a huge opportunity. That should that should have instead of a file, it should have been a folder wrapped in rich Corinthian leather. <laughs> that would have been the best. See, I was uh, just I wasn't amazing. even going that far. That's probably because I because in my notes and I said, you know, uh, of course we know this is leads to Ricardo Montalban, and so I think, but that that was a great joke. 
That's what I'm trying to get. Rich Corinthian leather. Amazing. That is just the best. I was just thinking, like, it would have a big top secret stamp on it, but no. The The 1984 Chrysler Cordoba. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I do remember. Oh, my God. Do I remember those commercials? Oh, those are great. 80s commercials, (laughs) car commercials are Mm -hmm. phenomenal. Oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, do you think... Anyway, sorry. Yeah, Joe Suzu. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you... So, I don't know if we're going to jump ahead a little bit. So do you think this it, it, is this a throwaway or this lead into what season three is going to be about? Mm. I don't know, but well, they go back home. They do. I mean, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, here's the thing: Brent Spiner is confirmed to be in season three. Oh, so I'm really sorry, what's... but I like him, but I don't like him all the time. Right. I didn't. Ca- I, I didn't get... care for him in this. In in this no. Adam soon. I, I thought no. it was. I didn't think that that it was. A, I don't know the way he acted. I thought it was just. I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know. I mean, Adam I mean, Soong is supposed are... to be unlikable. Mm-hmm. I would assume. So. Well, yeah, that I mean, worked. But I just. I, I. I can't see too much of Brent Spiner because then it starts to rub me the wrong way. I got you. Um, people are speculating, and I think that it's really just fan hopes for what season three will be about. But people are speculating that he's playing lore in season three. Okay. Um, and that they're making lore the villain of season three. Which, if they did, I would actually be okay with that. Um, but I. I oh, but lore's mm-hmm. gonna age. Yeah, but I feel like they could de-age him. I mean, I think that, I mean, season one de-aging of Brent Spiner did not look the best. Um, I think they can improve on it for sure. Um, but again, the, confirm that he's playing lore. I think that's absolutely just fan casting at this point. Um, but if, I, I, I tend to feel like, that the whole Project Con thing is a throwaway. Only I think it's an Easter egg. That he just fans. that he was quite he was instrumental in the research that led to that. Yes, I mean because I mean in all honesty, I mean they they more than hinted at that. Actually, it wasn't even a hint. They blatantly had him in Enterprise with you know people who were part of that eugenics war stuff. They were already enhanced just like Khan was. Um, so, I mean, we know that he absolutely had a hand in that. Um, but I feel like if, if, if they make that the focus of season three, it's like, we're going to go back to this time period again, or, or we're going to tra- time travel again. Just, yeah. I mean, what, what are they going to do? Stop him from that, that whole process? I, I don't think that that's, I think personally, I, I would be, I would feel exhausted by that. Like, I, I don't want to see that. I thought you were going to say you'd feel insulted by that. Well, maybe a little bit of that too, but <laughs> I, I just, it's but, just, I, I feel, okay. We like, we, we've already done the storyline of going back in the past to fix something. Let, how, I mean, let's, let, let's not do it again. You know, right. like mm-hmm. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like, 
it it was fine for this season. Like there was a purpose for the time travel mm-hmm. stuff, but I don't need to see that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and we don't. I mean, we don't need to see. We, we know we had the whole con stuff in the Kelvin universe, uh, which I'm here to remind everyone about because people try to forget <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> Dr. Stephen Kahn. Um, Dr. Stephen Kahn! And the most strange Kahn or one. <laughs> anyway. And his, wife, uh, and his wife, Madeline. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> oh, Joe is on the jokes today. Yeah, Joe, Joe's got the jokes this time. I love it. Yes. Oh, I am. Yes, I, I, I am bowing down to you. You've got such great jokes today. I mean, not that you don't have good jokes anyway, but. Whew. All right. <laughs> what do you? I mean, yeah, we don't want to see. We don't want to see the whole con thing rehashed. Basically, I think. No, That's... I. I mean, they. J.J. Abrams already fucked it up enough. I don't need someone else to come in and fuck it up again. Like I, I'm fine with the cons that we that we have. <laughs> don't need more cons. <laughs> no more cons. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Except for San Diego, but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with comic cons, but just, no just other cons. Only comic. <laughs> Cons, I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, back to you know the soons or whatever. Um, we see Corey. Okay. Also, when Corey like calls her dad and then gets this message on her computer and all this stuff, like, is she like in a library or a bookstore or something? Because it looks like she's sitting in like the stacks. <laughs> She was in the sacks, and she just called her dad. <laughs> yeah, just sitting in the floor with her computer and stuff. No one's shushing her. It just seems weird. Um, yeah, it, it was. It was a yeah. It was an interesting spot to to call from. I guess. Yeah. Oh, they're like, it's quarantine. We can only we can only film in some locations. <laughs> um, so she gets this message pop up on her computer. You want to see what's next? It directs her to a street address, and we are led to believe it's from Q, right? That, that's who I thought. I thought it was Q. Yeah, I did too. So, hey, good job for your five-second red herring, because turns out her mystery date is none other than the traveler himself, Wesley Crusher. <laughs> and I, uh, <clears throat> I was spoiled. I was too. Oh, I wasn't. I was, I was spo- by a Star Trek meme posting group I'm in that they spoiled it the same day that the episode dropped. And there were so many angry people in the comments who were like, really? Real? That's, I, I That's was ridiculous. Really, I, I hate people. I was, I, I, I was really upset yeah. that I was spoiled. I would have loved to have been surprised. I didn't get to watch it till yesterday. And, um, some more behind the scenes, like always, uh, we have like a messenger group of 
people who have been on our show or want to be on our show or whatever kind of thing. Because um, I think there's maybe one or two people who had, who never ended up getting to be. Anyway, whatever. I think maybe <laughs> all of them have been now. Um, and one of them, who will rena- remain nameless, uh, who has been on our show and we do love dearly, uh, mentioned something about loved seeing his boy Will W I L because that's Will how Will Wheaton spells the name and I'm like what? Uh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> I don't understand why people feel the need to have to be the one to like what does that do for you? Listen, I don't I don't think this particular person meant it like that. I think he was just excited and thought that we would have all have seen it by then. And it's okay. He's just, I gotcha. he just gets real excited about things and we still love him yeah. for it. So it's okay. It wasn't malicious. It was, yeah. it was just, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I imagine you've all seen but, it. So yeah. People definitely like these, do that though. Do, do you see these people? Do you see these people on Facebook? Like, especially with Dr. Strange stuff where they'll, they'll type in the comments like, spoilers right and they'll do dot 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 and then they'll put it literally right below it like you didn't hide anything you idiots yeah <laughs> if you look at your post it's not you didn't do anything mm-hmm. it's oh gosh that's why you got that's why you have to see like these movies and everything within the first two days or or it's or it's over mm-hmm. because yeah mm-hmm. um i mean even, or- even some of these videos even some of the um, the stories with the picture that they show, even though it's talking about a spoiler and they have the picture, it's like, oh, well, it's, you literally just gave it away. Even though you say oh. in the article, spoilers below, you right. have the picture of it, idiot. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I was surprised this wasn't in the, you know, like the, <laughs> like they didn't have like a clip from the next generation in the recently on bit, you know, because that always has spoilers of who's going to be in an episode. Yeah. Right, more. right. But, I mean, I don't usually, I don't care to be spoiled, really. But considering I did not see this coming from anywhere, and I have, and I've seen, like, all the stuff that's going to happen in this, in this, in this show, I have seen everything coming. Mm-hmm. And to not see that coming and then have someone say something about it, I was like, oh, maybe sometimes I don't like to be spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to say, good, good, good job on Will Wheaton because when they had announced who was coming, who was going to season three of all the of all the next gen people, um, right away the internet was like, well, what about Wesley Crusher? What about Will Wheaton? Why isn't he on it? And he had gone on Twitter and saying like. You know, hey, listen, you know, my time in Star Trek was so enjoyable and it is, you know, I'm really happy to be hosting like the Ready Room and, you know, good good on him for playing along, keeping it quiet. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, like as he explains to Corey, he is a traveler of all space and time. So, doesn't mean that he could sh- would necessarily show will or will not show up in um we like that will or anyway will i am sorry um <laughs> that he may not show up or might show up in season 3 because he can travel places but that, i mean that would be a reason why i would think that maybe he would that would be a reason they could make that w- why he wouldn't 
Right. Because he's not supposed to, like, interfere and things, so he's not supposed to show back up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was, it was, it was very cool that he, uh, did not let the cat out of the bag. Yes, or, you know. I, I agree. Well, he was, I was just, he was I, better at it than Andrew Garfield, even though Andrew Garfield was yeah. saying that he wasn't in. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just listening to a podcast uh, with Denise Crosby, and that they were he was asking her at the end about being on this. No, I'm not. They, no, I would love to do it. They've never contacted me. He's like, you're in, so you're not going to be like she couldn't tell you anyway, guy, right? Yeah, if she was going to be on, <laughs> so. But I did. So on this one, I did think they could have given him a little more of a futuristic outfit. He looks like he came off the set of the ready room and just was yeah. in like action. He's like, it looked like he had like Maybe a hoodie. I mean, if I was if I was her in like I am Corey in the show and this happens, I would say I do want to speak to your supervisor right now. So that's what I would have said. <laughs> and then he's like, no, no, wait, wait. The supervisors are the people that I supervise. And then yeah. it just gets confusing. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, so was this so, just it? Was this just to get her? Was this just to get her away? Her, her first story arc, and we're not. This has nothing to do with season three. You think? Well, or so here's the beginning of my gripes with what's happening with the cast, right? Um, according to the actress Issa Briones, she's not in season three at all of Picard. She's not. So this is the end of of I think anybody's story arc that she's like. You think she's, this is just gonna be this is just to be a, a, a TNG focused season three characters. One hundred percent because I mean we're we're jumping ahead here, but like Rios isn't coming back. Right. And mm. Gerardi's not coming back. And now mm. Soji's not coming back. Mm-hmm. So that's three of our main characters who they have eliminated from this show. And the way that they've, like, sidelined Elnor now, again, in season two, uh-huh. I mean, is he even going to be in season I don't even know. It's, it's, I'm a little frustrated by this because what, I, I, I never wanted this show to be TNG 2.0. I, I wanted it nope. to be its own thing. And it came out of the gate so strong mm-hmm. of its own thing with new characters mm-hmm. and now I feel like they're taking away all these new characters that come to like joy watching and seeing their adventures and I'm I'm a little annoyed at that mm-hmm. absolutely you know I mean I, yeah am I excited to see like Worf back of course am I excited to see you know Riker and Troy of course and Jordy and all those guys but I, I don't want to stop following these characters either and, but now we are going to stop following at least three of them. So I, I don't know. I'm just, ugh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, in, I'm personally like just annoyed by it because I, I just feel like they made us like really love this cast and, and love this crew. And now they just took it all away. Yeah. It's, and it's in, if you think about it, just in how, you know, producers and all that works, it's very easy if you, if you, Say you're going to have basically TNG 2.0 for season three. Just uh, there's a plethora of of press and news and interviews is going to happen because of everybody's yeah. getting back together and all that, and it's going to generate a lot of buzz, a lot of hype and you know, ratings. That's what they're what's what they're there for. But mm-hmm. 
like you said, the show the show started out as kind of its own its own thing. Right. And and it seems to be yeah, you're gonna have like I guarantee like after listening to that podcast, I mean I think Denise Crosby is gonna be in it in some capacity. Oh um, um, yeah, they'll bring her back as somebody and and, and it's nothing against Denise Crosby because they yeah. think she's she's great. And and of course they never utilized Tasha Yar the way they should have. Um but at the same time, this is supposed to be Picard's story. And I, I was enjoying these brand new characters and, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in this choice. Same. But I mean, of course, we don't know exactly what's happening yet. Right. But that's what we can sort of surmise after their mm-hmm. first contact day announcement. Yeah. Back to the show. I I know this is not as good of a joke as as Joe's been doing, but I was uh, saying that uh, Wesley Crusher is now in charge of supervisors who keep the space-time continuum intact, and he was annoying, but could be competent at times, so Wes being made like a middle manager type seems to check out pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And of course, he, like you said, he invites her to join the team and it's so funny because she stops him in the middle of his like recruitment speech and is like is this a recruitment speech (laughs) yeah um and then we have sort of a doctor who moment because he's like well you won't be it it won't be safe but you know you'll get to help people blah 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 and then of course she's like sure because as soon as (laughs) pretty much as soon as the doctor's like traveling with me is going to be dangerous they're always like all right let's go (laughs) yeah i don't mind (laughs) being in peril (laughs) and she says she's never been safe which is not i don't think that's true yes her uh quote-unquote father was um a mad scientist (laughs) but she was in that house and nothing was gonna happen to her right she was not allowed to safely and freely live her life sure yeah you think so? She should have said, "I've I've been safe my whole life. It's now yeah time to do something else." Yeah, yeah. I've I've always been safe but never free or something. Yeah, yeah that that would definitely have been way more accurate. We are just rewriting this show every scene. Let's go. Mm-hmm. We we we're we're rewriting this as we go because <laughs> we're throwing in the things we wanted to see in here. <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's find the let's find the people that did the petition to redo the Last Jedi, and we'll pair them, and maybe we can get them. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll pair them up with the restore the Snyderverse people. So yes, and, like, and, those, those people get shit done. So I think this is the way to go. <laughs> your your favorite action scene ever is the Flash in Justice League. No, it wasn't. It was Endgame. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that was not. But they they do know how to mobilize. I give them credit for that. Oh, yeah, for sure, too. But I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm as big a DC fan as anyone, mm-hmm. but the fucking end of Endgame was epic. Like, mm-hmm. the Flash going back in time now, wasn't it? Sorry. <laughs> ah, yes. Um, We've hit a lot of our... Uh, a lot of our marks that we usually hit <laughs> when we derail here. <laughs> Star Wars references, references Doctor to other Who, franchises. Marvel, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Marvel I mean, reference, Doctor Who references. Yeah. So, Chrysler Cordoba references. Oh, <laughs> you know, yes. 
Rich We're all over in leather. leather. <laughs> We're everywhere. We are at Chateau Picard. Oh, wait. Sorry. Forgot. Wes and Corey beam out to wherever, you know, in their... But they beamed out, like, look more like a transporter than, like, the sort of door thing mm-hmm. that... I, I'm i like, why didn't they do it like this? Anyway. Nitpicking. It's stupid. It's useless. It's futile. <laughs> Okay, so we're at Chateau Picard, and it starts to dawn on our uh, team that they're probably stuck in 2024 now. Um, of course, Rio seems happy because uh, there's Teresa and her son who are out, like, playing tag out in the background. We see Rafi and Seven talking. She asks Seven how she feels about having her Borg implants back, and she says, you know, she's okay. And then she's like, well, more than okay, or whatever that kind of thing or all right i can't remember what she says but um you know and then rafi does some like uh you know uh kind of mumbling and rambling and kind of oh i need to work on myself i guess so you know uh dancing around the fact that her and seven are a couple and like Maybe, uh, maybe Seven doesn't want to spend time with her because they kind of fought over this time. And, like, all of this stuff is sort of being, just in her, like, performance is sort of being come across, you know? Um mm-hmm. And then Seven's just like, you know, don't worry about that right now. And then she kisses her, and I'm like, aw, that's really great. Their love did save things after all. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I really like um the progression that they or the character development they gave seven of nine and um i i really like how you know when we meet her in season one she's um she's definitely much more human than she was in voyager which it makes sense she's had a lot of time to be she's had more time to be human um we see her being this ranger um kind of being like, like you could absolutely see quite a bit of like Janeway's influence in her uh, of like kind of just going off and like doing her thing and saving the day. And then I love how they, they dropped this whole thing of like, she tried to join Starfleet, but they rejected her and that Janeway, you know, was like, I'll quit Starfleet over this if you don't let her in. And, um, and now, you know, they really, she's like really terms with who she is as a person. And I, I really like what they've done for her character this season a lot. Yeah, I do too, because it's her having a more human face and then her using her reasoning to read people and all that um, mm-hmm. has made her even more human just in that time frame. So now that she has her Borg implants back, it's like she's kind of... <laughs> It's part. It's gonna be sort of a It's part. It's it's not. It's not an extra appendage that's like a burden. Yes. You you are. It's part of you, and you you learn like anything. You know, you learn to live with it, and Mm -hmm. it's 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 not a disadvantage. It's an advantage. Yes. You know, it's technically what I was gonna say was, it's like the best of both worlds now, and I couldn't (laughs) say it without like starting to chuckle because. It wasn't intended to be, uh, you know, it wasn't intended to be like that. That was just sort of the phrase that I thought of. So anyway, sorry. 
but yeah, well, yeah, I do, I do really very good pun, by the way, Brooke. Um, I, I do love like even in the in the previous episode where she has where she, it's like reassimilated and she gets her Borg implants back, um, and Picard sees her and and he asks, "All right," and she's like, "I am myself," and and I felt like at that moment she embraced. Yeah. For the first time, what those, what being part Borg really meant for her. And uh, it was, it was just really great to see. I thought it was so well done and it was just a really nice progression for the character. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, so. We have Picard. He's walking through the chateau. Um, and he's got that key. And he takes it and he hides it where he remembers it was. Because, you know, we are still in 2024. So that's before Picard's ever been born. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won't be born for hundreds of years and all that. So he puts it there so he can find it. Um, and then we see... Q, who's, like, grinning like a Cheshire cat over here, um, he thinks since Picard's accepted his fate, uh, and forgiven himself for, you know, his mother's death and all that, that maybe now he can be happy and find love kind of thing. It's like, okay. And I love that it's, like, sometimes Q seems like such a, like, villain, but then it's, like, he just goes about doing things different than other people. Yeah. <laughs> because he's just like, I'm moving on. Or, you know, like, as the yes, mortals would know it, you know, he's dying. Um, and he doesn't want Picard to end up alone because he's going to end up alone. And it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, that's really sad. This, yeah. This, oh. I tell you, this, this last from here on mm-hmm. uh, everything i say about the show everything leading up to it this this makes it all mm-hmm. worth it mm-hmm. because yeah. you have you have so much history and i just you know it's it's funny because then i think you think about all the episodes with q which are so great in next generation mm-hmm. and and you know like the one episode where you know data says you know Q's interest in you has always been similar to that of a master and his beloved pet. And he's like, yes, thank you, Mr. Data. <laughs> you know? So you get the funny stuff, but that, but then you really, you know, and the, the whole time, and even with, um, you know, the, the all good things finale, you know, mm-hmm. um, where it's, he's trying to help him, you know, he's putting him through a bet, a trial in, in the hope of, of him doing something, helping. And, mm-hmm. and it's always about some, other thing. This was about him, mm-hmm. you know. So in the, in the end, this story is is about Picard and about his, you know, the inner mm-hmm. torment and things like that. Mm-hmm. And just the way they wrote this, you know, you know, like I told you, this was about for forgiveness, John Luke, yours, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And the the why me, you know, you know, finish the sentence, you know, because he says I ask again why, and he says mm-hmm. no, finish the sentence. Why me? I mm-hmm. think that is just, I think that's just for the characters because we know him so well. It's just. Brilliant writing, and I mm-hmm. love. I've watched this scene, and I I get choked up. I mean, you see all these other people die, and this mm-hmm. no one dies in this scene. Yes. But it's it's the relationship is so 
is so great, and mm-hmm. and uh, the chemistry and everything is just it, mm-hmm. it was a good it, it made everything worthwhile for this season. Yeah, this was without a doubt not only the best ep- the, not only the best scene of the whole episode, but I would argue it's almost the best scene in the whole show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just to see, I, I, I cried. I absolutely, I'm not ashamed to say I cried watching this. To hear Q express how much he cared about Jean-Luc after all these years, why he kept coming back to him, why he kept doing all this stuff for him. I, I love when he, he, and John Delancey, oh my God. I'm so glad he came back to, to play this character. When he leans down to Picard sitting and he takes his face in his hands and he's like, even gods have their favorites. I was like, oh my God, he really loves him. Like it was just. Oh, and when was, he said, when, when he did that and he says, you know, you ask me why it matters. It matters to me. You matter to me. I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, oh, when he said, you matter to me Mm -hmm. I was just like oh my god it was so it was a beautiful scene it was such a beautiful scene and then even later on when they're out in the in the orchard and or in the the vineyard and 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 keep them home yeah it's um, wine Rebecca okay yes it is I I know I misspoke in orchard um when he when Picard embraces Q and he's mm. like not alone I was just I honestly thought they were going to kiss it was almost <laughs> like that kind of scene which um, I, I read an I, I read an interview that I think uh, Akiva Goldsman did or or Alex Kurtzman I can't remember which one and, and they said that that scene was meant to be very tender and just showing the love that Q has for Picard and I just thought it was so wholesome. It was so, it was, it was wholesome, especially for Q and who he is and what he does. And it was just this moment of like, this is a man, as we could call Q a man, who genuinely loves this human person. And I, and it was a non-romantic, just complete, love for him and I just thought it was so beautiful and so well done and uh yeah I uh, I just I loved it I loved every second of it it was so good yeah yep yeah and I mean anytime John Delancey can chew the scenery is great but then also they had such (laughs) this this um loving moment between the two of them and everything and um, and I know, Rebecca, you said that he said even gods have favorites, but he, the other part of that line, he's like, you've always been one of mine. So not only did he say, you know, yeah. it matters to me, you matter to me, like he was the whole time he's like, Picard, you're, you know, you are someone who I care about and means something to me. And I just basically he's like. It's it's almost like he's like uh, I annoy the shit out of you because I love you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the best the best of every if mm-hmm. we talk about all kind of truck and you know battles and all that shit is great. But 
it's scenes like this, and you know, I'm always going to go back to Measure of a Man. You know, mm-hmm. the, the 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 you know the two the two big scenes in there. You know, him talking to Guinan about it and realizing this this is slavery, and then and then you know then you know talking you know to to Maddox you know on the stand and all that. It's it's all these scenes. This this is what makes Star Trek. Even you know we didn't talk about it much, but the Strange New Worlds you know show that the intro they had that at the end. You know, with Anson Mount, you know, talking with these warring factions. I'm like, that's that's what Star Trek. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's and for you know, for them to, but everything that else that happened this season, kind of wonky, is to to know who these characters are in the history and to write it and the write the dialogue and the acting on it. And then, you know, it's just, it was just. Like you said, it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all you can say. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I totally, yeah. I, I really agree with what you're saying here, Joe. Like, as much as we poke fun at, but as much as we love to point out how silly things can be, especially in Trek. Like, it, it wouldn't be Trek if there wasn't some silliness to it. Um, these moments, these, these, these character moments, where they really are just free to express themselves as the character and the ideals that Star Trek has always tried to put forth they are just it just every time I see it it just reaffirms why I love it so much yeah. every time I'm just like and this is why I will always love Star Trek yeah. like because these are the moments it's it's like if you don't know that Star Trek is character driven uh, a little bit campy and uh, political, then you aren't really a Star Trek fan. Yeah, where have you been all this time? I don't think it's not about Star phasers and starships. That's not. That's just the backdrop. Of I everything. mean, whenever whenever I pick up a black and white cookie, I think of Frank Gorshin's face. You know, yeah. from it just. I mean, it is. It's like that's like if anybody wants to talk about like episodes about political or. Things you know like that, societal issues. You just go back to that episode. You know, it's it, yeah, it's no, it's so it's so basic. You have black on your left side of the face. I have it on the other side of the face. You know, I hate you. It's like it's insane. But that's and they did it back in this back in the sixties on this. And uh, apparently, no one can learn anything in this twenty twenty two. But it's all right. No, no, they haven't learned anything. I mean, um, obviously, we see in two years from now and our future on this season of this show and it's like no people still don't know yeah i uh it, it's definitely one of those things where what that that episode too i think it's i think that episode's called let that be your last battlefield i think that's the name of the episode yeah, let the, um let the, the, everyone we we don't have our off mic producer to let Rebecca know, but we have the next best thing, which is Joe Prime, because he he's <laughs> let just that be your good. last battlefield. Aha! We have Google instead. No, our off mic producer's at work right now, so unfortunately he's not available to answer questions. I love the moment in that episode where like the big reveal of why they hate each other so much yes. is about what side of the face is black and which side is white, and Shatner. For as much as Shatner is Shatner, like, the look on his face as Kirk of, like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what your entire war is about? This is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Like, and it's meant to be dumb. It's meant to be a stupid reason for people to go to war. The, The whole episode is, yeah, the color of your skin is a dumb reason to fight each other. Because it's stupid. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't make any sense. 
and I love that Star Trek has always tried to stand by that ideal, those ideas. Yeah, I just, it's just the whole Strange New World stuff is absolutely, you know, it's, it's right up there with it, um, of what Star Trek is trying to do. Yep, yep, yep. Love it. All right. <clears throat> Back to this episode of this Star Trek show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we did have good, I did, I did enjoy everything you all said about Star Trek because it all, I mean, this, this Picard would not be Star Trek if it didn't have all of these kind of things like, yeah, for sure. We just talked about, right? So in this episode, um, after we have the Picard and Q love fest, um, they're out in the vineyard, even though I agree, it does look like an orchard because they look like actual tree. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, Q gathers them all outside to reveal that he's going to use the last bit of his energy because he's dying, you know, to send them all home. And, um, you know, Rafi's like, well, what about Elnor? Because you killed him kind of thing. <laughs> Right. He reminds her that it was seven. <laughs> she was like, it was that one's, the other, that one's stupid husband. Says, it's her yeah. idiot, her idiot husband. Yes. Yeah, idiot husband did it. Yeah. Idiot husband. That's what he said. <laughs> you know, Rios decides that he's going to stay there. We saw that coming. Um, and he hugs everybody and everything. And, you know, they have the whole, the, the, Love Fest Part 2 because we have Picard hugging Q and basically telling him, you know, saying, like, that's, like, this, not only was this about uh Picard learning to forgive himself to be able to love people, but also so Q won't be alone when he dies kind of thing. Mm. And he lets him know that that, and basically he tells him he's not alone, so that is just like saying, it, even though you put me through all of this, you are my friend, and I am glad to be here with you in your final moments, and that you yeah. wanted me to be here, kind of thing. Like, and they don't even say that. That's one of the good, like they. That's one of the good thing, best things about Star Trek is when they say things without literally saying it mm -hmm. word for word. Yeah, when when they say it without saying it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. It's it's like one of those tell me your friend is needy without telling me your friend is needy and and it's a little yeah. bit like that and um yeah I um j j just real quick to touch on the on the Rio stuff like yeah we saw that coming it was definitely headed there I understand why they did it for his character to stay behind um but it. This is another of these original new characters who's not coming back for season three. And I feel like if they had just done this for, like, just Rios, I'd be okay with it. Mm -hmm. But he's another original character who's not coming back. And I don't know. It... Again, I understand why they did it for the character, but 
it does bum me out that it's another of these original characters who is not coming back. And I feel like it's just, it's just a lot for this one season or in this one season that we're losing three main characters. And I, yeah, I don't like Uh, that. uh, At least. At least. I mean, who knows if Elnor is coming back next, I mean, in the next season. Oh, and you know, Rafi and Seven could go off and be rangers together or something. Yeah, they're going to go, you know, it's so funny. I saw a thing online that said that Raffi and Seven uh, are are the literal definition of be gay and do crime. And I just like, (laughs) I loved that so much. And I'm like, I, I adore that. And I, I would love for them to be gay and do crime. I have no problem with that at all. I mean, we could have, I would hope that, They'll be in the next season. I mean, oh, oh, but I would not mind a spinoff of them. Oh, being gay. Me neither. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Be gay to crime. I love it. Like I just yes, go do that. (laughs) After we have like the goodbyes and all, I love that Q says. Farewell, mon capitan. Yes. And I feel like that was just for Rebecca because I know that is like right <laughs> up there with techno babble for her. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, it, it wouldn't be a Q episode without him, Jean Luc, mon capitan. I mean, it, it just, it just wouldn't. <laughs> uh, and Q also tells them, um, you know, there may be room for more surprises and things because Rios is not coming. So hey, he's going to have a little extra energy. And I honestly, I honestly thought, what, is he going to make one more appearance? What's, uh, you know, what's going to happen? I was wrong, obviously. (laughs) Um, So we see them back on the Stargazer, uh, exactly where they left off in episode one, minus Rios and Elnor. Uh, And they're under fire from the Borg Queen and everything still. Uh, Then Picard cancels the auto-destruct and tells his crew to cease fire, like, and then he directly addresses the Borg Queen. She takes off her mask and, oh, it, it's Dr. Borg, of course. It's Dr. Borg. <laughs> Thank you, that Twitter person that, yes. uh, that I, like, we didn't necessarily see that coming in the first couple episodes, but we knew that it was someone important. And, like, I, that whole Twitter thread made so much sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I was I was glad that uh <coughs> excuse me, I was glad that I, I backed that horse early on. <laughs> like I, mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like, yeah, this is just this, this just makes sense and um yeah, it was uh yep, it was great to see it was really interesting to see how Gerardi has changed so much over these four hundred years and um yeah. It was it was it was really great to see her take off the the that mask and mm-hmm. and it be Doctor Bulk. I I know the mask looked really cool and I had said that I'd wanted to like cosplay that, but I think um, if I could handle wearing a bald cap, probably more than wearing a mask, because I'm not good at wearing masks very much. Um, I would totally just do like the whole thing when she takes mm. off the mask. Yeah, no, it it was it was a great reveal. Uh, I mean, we I mean e- even if 
never heard that that theory that like Agnes was the Borg queen. That mm-hmm. for sure, like as the as the season went on, it became obvious that she mm-hmm. was it, that she would become the Borg queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so since you know Picard has had everybody cease fire and everything, and shown that he is the person that she knew and trusted. Uh, she take like she, like I said, she takes off the mask. She explains why she's there. There's a nearby space anomaly. It's about to release enough energy to wipe out the whole sector. She took control of the ships because they realized if they harmonize, they did all these calculations, of course, uh, and if they harmonize their shields, it can counter the blast. So I hate I hate when space anomalies do that. They always want to destroy the galaxy. That's why they're anomalous. I did. And anonymous, anonymous. I don't know. I just wanted to try to <laughs> anonymous. Try. It's it's an anonymous anomaly. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, uh, Rebecca, was that enough? Like, uh, you know, psych, uh, psycho babble, <laughs> techno babble for you. Psycho babble. That you know, I enjoyed that techno babble. I it scratched it scratched the techno babble itch. I, I was I was happy with that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I always have to make sure. Because, you know, <laughs> we're going to send in letters if it's not enough. I know, right? Well, if I mean, we're we're getting Jordy back next season. So, you know, there's oh, going to yes. be some epic, some epic techno babbles. And and, you know, he he might not be up to it physically, but I would enjoy a barrel roll, a, a roll under the closing <laughs> engineering doors. Even if they're mm-hmm. high oh enough to God. walk under. <laughs> we are going to have problems with the phase inducers. I know it for sure. You know that between the phase inducers, the deflector dish, and the Heisenberg collectors, it's mm-hmm. going to be difficult. <laughs> um, I, I've worked in retail several times, but I've never got to work in one that just has the gate that comes down because I've always wanted to do the roll under the gate. <laughs> I always work somewhere that has doors, you know, like a actual discount kind of stores or like. Yeah, the two doors. In that the come mall, together. we have glass doors on our store, you know. So it's it's kind of sad. I don't get to. Oh, it's a shame. Oh, well. uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, we so, so we're back here on the ship. They've got to do the harmonizing of all their things. Um, Picard tells Seven since she's you know she's the most qualified, being part Borg and being. Or you know, ranger and being all these things like that, she should be in charge now. You know, and and to be sort of the go between the Federation and the Borg, even though she's not part of. You know, she's not like in Starfleet, but she's going to be like the sort of go between. She's going to be in charge, sort of like I guess a neutral person. Um, and so she calls out. She has. She calls out to all the ships. Tells them they need to to do this um and then we find out that the uh, like there's this field but then we find out that the excelsior is having problems and then when we bring the video com up it's elnor and then we find out that was his his uh special surprise cue yeah um and it was great because rafi like comes onto the bridge and she's like what is going on and then elnor pops up and she's like you know (laughs) so it's great yeah, you know, um, I I love I love that Picard just just gives 
that feeling. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just loved it. And she sat in that captain's chair like she was born to it. And I That's just exactly loved right. it. I wrote mm-hmm. down the same thing. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. she looked like a captain as soon as like, she sat down. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate that Janeway trying to get her into Starfleet didn't help. And I hate that if yeah. this does, it's because it was the old white guy. But I, I, I honestly hope that Seven can be in Starfleet automatically yeah. like captain status. What uh, 100%. I mean, I I think it's I think it's terrible that Starfleet wouldn't let her join, especially like after her so much time she spent with the collective. Why wouldn't you want to have somebody like that in your corner to help you as much as possible with the Borg. I think it just, it boiled down to they probably didn't trust her. Yeah, I mean, if she like, had, was going to do anything, she would have done it already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, she spent all that time on Vore. She chose to stay with Voyager all that time. Let, let her join Starf. That was so shitty that they wouldn't let her join. I do love, though, they went to bat for her and was mm-hmm. like, I'll quit Starfleet over this. And, and Janeway was their a career Starfleet person. So for her to be willing to give it up mm-hmm. to make sure that Seven got a chance to be in, I do enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Eleanor <laughs> is sitting in this seat on this other ship and he's like, last thing I remember is being on a La Serena and now I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so at least he doesn't remember being a refugee and dying and all that kind of thing yeah by the hand of an idiot um (laughs) (laughs) the anomaly fires off of course their shields working just in time all of them and it bounces off and or absorbs it i guess and um no harm done woo dr borg is like listen this needs to be watched because we don't want this to happen again so i'd like us to work with the federation we can be like temporary member we could be like a honorary member you know because we will sit here and watch it we volunteer to stay here watch this not assimilate anyone yeah i i hope i mean i i'm i'm wondering what you all think they have dropped a major thread here right like saying we don't know what like it's it's the birth of a transwarp conduit right but the board don't know who who is behind it like nobody knows who's did this and how it formed and blah 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 they've got to pick this up in season three right i mean do you think that they will because i feel like this is too big as a throwaway mm-hmm. yeah I, I i would think so it's like you have this conduit you don't know what's on the other side of it everything so unless unless they're dropping that and they're dropping the traveler thing and they're dropping you know obviously they say we're going to drop the com thing it's are they what next generation cast story are they going to do? It's, mm-hmm. it's got to be some big event, right? It's got to be a typical mm-hmm. the universe <laughs> event, right? Yeah, they filmed the two seasons like back to back. I feel like at least that plot line has got to follow through, even if not all of our characters from this season. Mm-hmm. Do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean we we saw in the, oh Joe have have you seen the trailer for season three? No. Okay. Oh, I well, have not seen that. I mean, they had released that a while ago. The Oh, so, the little, the little, that little quick teaser. Yeah, like a little teaser for yeah, season. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I didn't see that because I just was not watching any of those kind of things. Oh, okay. Um, well, I, I, go I back. said they showed that made it seem like they were going to be going up like a big th- against a big threat. So, I mean, could it be whatever is behind the creation of this transwarp conduit? I would, I would hope so, because. This is a huge thing to drop, uh, and I, I would certainly hope that they would follow through uh, and, and give us the rest of the story of 
who created this and who's behind it and all that. Yeah, and it kind of, like, it sort of made me think about the wormhole in Deep Space Nine, because they didn't know it was on the other side of that. Right. And that it's some sort of unknown species, you know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe yeah. it's someone known that they that maybe got altered with this all this stuff changing in time. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, we, we don't know yet what kind of impact the Borg being this new Borg has had. Right, because she, you know, at the end of the last episode, Doctor Borg flew off in the ship to the Delta Quadrant to basically change how the Borg are, and um, we don't know what kind of changes that would mean now for for this for this timeline. Um, you know, it's it's like that episode of, of Voyager where they run into that that alien guy he he tricks he tries to trick them by like um having a ship that said that he said that starfleet sent it and all that um or it's a ship that or it's a ship that they can use to get back home and it turns out that he his whole species was like a victim of species 8472 that they were a victim of the borg and that it was species 8472 was the only thing that was keeping the borg in check and without them, with what Voyager did, like his whole planet was was like devastated, and he was taking revenge on them. So, I mean, we we don't know what kind of things have changed now that uh, the Borg are different. No, I totally get that. But also, I only listened to like part of it because I watched that teaser while you were talking. But yes, we don't know what's we don't know how any of things different. So I did get that. I'm right. sorry, everyone. But I was sitting here with my mouth, my my jaw dropped because I'm like, how did I not even like try to watch this? Yeah, it's it's a good teaser too. Like it's it's a it's a good teaser for season. And you hear Brett Spiner's voice, and you don't, and he's talking like he's got feelings and stuff. Like it's not like even when like Data had like a chip, you know, like he still sort of talked like Data. So it's like. I can see where lore could be in the, anyway. Oh my goodness. I mean, but we'll see if they, if they do bring in lore. I mean, because it's, it's a big question mark of what, whatever happened, right? Mm-hmm. The last we saw of him, data had him disassembled. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, where, where was he kept? Like where, where, mm-hmm. where was, and, and that enterprise D was destroyed in, uh-huh. in, um, was it was it was it was it uh, generations? I think it was destroyed in in that movie. Yeah. So it's like if he was if he was on the ship, if Data had him like in a closet somewhere on the <laughs> on the Enterprise D, like uh, well he's gone now. So yeah, oh, but I I, I don't uh, I, I don't think he would have. The one that Girardi had B four. Yeah, B four. Oh, yeah, I think that was B four because he was B four too. So clever. silly star trek (laughs) yes also um youtube started playing the obi-wan kenobi trailer after that but i had seen it because i watched it on disney plus anyway okay i need to wrong computer (laughs) i was like why is my mouse not moving um because i am running two computers right now all right so yeah after 
you know, we don't know what's going on with all this Borg stuff, what could be causing this anomaly, all that kind of thing. Then we go to 10 Forward Street, apparently, and uh, we have Picard sharing a drink with Guinan. Um, and she points out uh, this photograph of Rios and Teresa that she has hanging up of them, like, with the Jeep. Um, and it's so funny because she's like, you were always clever but never very observant. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> it's like, it's such a silly little, like, retconny sort of thing. Like, that she's, like, had that there all the time but he never really paid attention to it. Mm kind of great but um he asks what's happened to them and uh Guinan says that they formed a medical charity together and then ricardo grew up to use some sort of alien technology to clean up the planet I, like captain planet i love that he was captain planet i love that and he used the organism that renee discovered mm-hmm. yes yeah from his auntie renee I love that. I thought it was a great way to tie everything together. Because, yeah, it was it was a big thing of like, well, she found something in space. and um, I mean, yeah. it tied a lot of things together. Because Rios, whenever he was leaving, said that he never really had much of a family. And that was kind of like his family and all that kind of thing. And now, after this, it's like, if Ricardo calls... Renee, Auntie Renee, then that means that he's kind of part of Picard's family from yeah. in different generations. And that's just really... I loved it. I thought it was such a great way to tie it all together. Um of why um and and it, it does it definitely confirms that that Chris Rios was supposed to be there mm-hmm. in that time period. Um because without him, like, would that all have happened? Pro- like, how else would would uh, Ricardo have even met Renee? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, uh, yeah, it was a great way to tie it all together. And I mean, and uh, I was glad to that we weren't going to find out that Rios was his own grandfather or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> um but. Uh, also, it was great because then we find out that Rios was, a, like, that Teresa died of old age, but Rios was a little younger, is what Guinan says, and that he got into, he died in a Moroccan bar fight, and his last breath was in a cigar, so he lived how he, he died how he lived, or something. He died how he lived. I love it. <laughs> now, in this, I, in this scene, in, when, when they were talking a little bit, did did Guinan basically say she, from when he met her in 2024 that she did know him then and she was putting on the act because she said she said something like I'm I'm sorry I couldn't tell would, you at the time I, I so I didn't quite understand if, if what what that exactly meant I was thinking she meant Guinan now. Couldn't. didn't tell him, you know, uh, like okay. that kind of thing. Right, that I couldn't she had tell met him you. Then. Okay, I gotcha. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, because, yeah, she she couldn't she couldn't give away 
when she really met Picard. And right. yeah, that was uh just like the Mark Twain episode, that she said the same sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She uh she was holding that inside. She 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 couldn't give it away because he had to he had to go on that adventure on his own. Yeah. So how many more times have they really met? <laughs> yeah, really. How many times have they actually first met? <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. Um, so uh, Picard toasts the crew to family because that's what we are after all. Uh, he also gives gives something to Elnor and, and <laughs> Rafi's kind of like, no, 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 you know, kind of thing. And he drinks it. He's like, wah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice what it was? Was it anything in particular that he drank? I didn't. I didn't really say. Yeah, because they didn't really say, and I didn't. I wasn't. I don't know if you know, because sometimes the bottles and things are member berries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, Picard tells them he has some unfinished business. He goes back to Chateau Picard. He finds Laris there, this time real Laris. Um, she's restored his greenhouse because she thought she would give him that before she left. Because, see ya, buddy. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he tells her, he said, you know, I don't want to look back anymore. It's better, better to look forward, he says. And he makes this whole thing about, uh, this whole speech about people getting second chances and all this kind of thing. And then they hold hands. And because, you know, he, she realizes that he wanted a second chance and then maybe he has changed because she has no idea what all he's been through in the last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's it. That's not only, uh, episode 10 of season two of Picard. That is the end of season two of Picard. And I wow. thought I was waiting for a post credit. I was like scrolling. I'm like, oh, apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to play that Halo show. And I'm like, no, I need to see if there's anything at the end of the credits. <laughs> oh, well. You know. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. What an episode. Gizmodo, the person on Gizmodo said... <laughs> Which I just, it's like, this is not the first time they said this about this show, but it's a, the, the title of, uh, this one article is Star Trek's, Star Trek Picard season finale may be one of the most unhinged hours of television this year. <laughs> yeah, I think I read that or saw that. <laughs> oh, I, I just have to read some of this cause I just think it's hilarious. In some respects, in certain moments, farewell hits, anchored in some truly wonderful performance and some emotional character work. In others, it's, uh, frankly kind of insane, this bizarre sprint to finish a line that involves flinging scenes at a wall and seeing if they stick, and if they don't, just sprinting on to that finish line anyway. Consequences or coherence be damned. <laughs> and, th I mean... I uh, like honestly that feels very true because I, some of the other episodes have been like that. I feel personally I feel like the performances are really good and there are some really good character developments and things that kind of 
help me, you know, whistle past mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some of the more unhinged moments. Yeah, there, there was definitely more that I loved in this than I didn't love, right. you know, so, yeah. which is, which is true of, you know, a lot of Star Trek for me mm-hmm. is that, yeah, there's, there, there's always flaws, there's always cracks, you can see the seams, but in general, I come away enjoying it more than not. Were there any kind of like Easter eggs or anything that we didn't talk about? I didn't personally catch any, and I, I looked up to see if there were any that I might have missed online, and I I didn't find any unless unless you may have found some, Joe. No, I, I mean it was front really front loaded with Easter eggs, I believe, uh, you know, especially in the first what th- three or four episodes. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't think anything. Uh, so when they got rid of when they stopped the Easter eggs, they became more unhinged. Is that what? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Easter eggs are holding it all together. I mean, re- I mean, really, what like the first two episodes is like freaking everything. Like, you know, yesterday's Enterprise and yeah. throwing all the all the Easter eggs at you. So, oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. they absolutely were. Um, which again, I don't mind. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I enjoyed. All of the member berries. Um, yeah, I, I thought like the, there was just so much callback to so many other Star Trek things that I just I loved. Um, it was a lot of this was like definitely a joy to watch. Um, and yeah, I'm I I thought it was you know, it, it had its moments where I I thought that there were filler episodes and and stuff like that, but I thought overall um I thought it was a really enjoyable season. I did like how they had lots of callbacks, especially to Star Trek 4 and uh yeah. I I thought and and they wrapped they wrapped this particular part of the story up, which I I wasn't sure they were going to honestly in this season. But uh, hopefully, you know, we're going to find out who created this transwarp conduit and, and uh, you know, f- figure out who was behind it all. <sighs> we're just going to be speculating this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Did they, say, did they say when season three? Is that same time next year kind of thing? I, 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 don't, I, I haven't found a, a release date yet online. But yeah, I was thinking the same time that, you know, it's about the same time. This year it came out about the same time it did a couple years ago, but I don't know. We need to know Paramount. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us when it's coming. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I I would imagine probably early next year. (sighs) Anyway, all right. It was a good, uh, it was a good time. Yeah, it was definitely a good time. And um this this in particular, this was also a good time. Thank you very much, Joe, for coming at the Thank end instead of the beginning. Yeah. But also this episode, you know, ended with the beginning of the other episode. What? <laughs> what did you say? Having trouble following that. I, you know, oh, because they 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 ended up where they were at the beginning of the yes. first episode. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I gotcha. was, I got lost in my own random. Yes. No, I had a really good time. Thank you for having me, as always. All right. Well, and as usual, if you want to tell people where they can find you, where they can hear your 
hear you talk more. Oh, uh, we're on Vintage Geeks. We do a semi-regular podcast whenever we can get everybody together. Um, and we just talk about anything, everything, DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Star Trek, movies, TVs, whatever. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. So you'll find us. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Do you have anything else, Rebecca? No, that's it for me. I, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's almost a little bittersweet that mm-hmm. it's over. Um, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back and now rewatching season two as a whole mm-hmm. and just kind of watching it all through. Um, I, I really enjoyed, I think this season, like the different, uh, kinds of, direction like mm-hmm. the episodes had like i loved leah thompson's episodes always great to have jonathan frakes come and direct some swag. Mm-hmm. um I, I enjoyed his episodes very much and, and i hope we get more variety next year as well like, uh you know i'd love to see um i definitely love to see um more uh more women being invited to direct star trek and and more people of color and um, and, and get some nice variety and, and different tones. I mean, it's already done, so who, you know, I, I at this point you can't change it. But um, yeah, I, I hope that we definitely get get some more of that. All right, all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening again. Thank you, Joe, for coming. Thank you, Rebecca, for being the best co-host I could have. Oh, um, thank you. And um, thank you. Thank you again. I just said thank you for listening, but I really, we're, I really, we really do appreciate everybody who listens to us and everybody who comes on the show and talks to us about this silly, wonderful franchise. <laughs> yes, definitely. We do appreciate all of our listeners and people who interact with us and mm-hmm. people who tell us, you know, what they thought and, and, uh, we're always thankful for our listeners, 100%. Alright, so as always, boldly go where no one has gone before. Bye. See ya! The podcast is hosted by Rebecca and Brooke. You can find us at facebook.com slash picardcast, on twitter.com at thepicardcast, or email us at picardcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and boldly go where no one has gone before.